Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Friday night at the South Point. It is Visa's primetime action. Kill Alexander, Wes Reynolds in for Matt Brown, and Kelly Midland. Great night of college basketball as the drama continues to find out what teams are staying alive or still on the bubble, what teams might be in precarious situations. We'll get into all of that and some tip-offs here momentarily. Also got uh, Matt Cox from Three Man Weave to talk college basketball with us. And Mountain West correspondent Jonathan Von Tobel will be joining us from the Mountain West Tournament right here in Las Vegas as well. We got tennis, we got golf, we got a whole bunch to talk about, but let's get to those tips here at the top of the hour. Yeah, list. we've got uh, college basketball action getting underway, conference tournaments, by the way, the three that tip off here at the top of the hour. American quarterfinals, Tulsa and SMU, SMU kind of on that proverbial last four in, first four out, right on that Mendoza line right now. And they've been getting bet accordingly because people are going to bet that when that comes out with all the bracketologists saying, okay, SMU right on the precipice here. And they have risen to about 10-point favorites. I still think it's a nine and a half here at DraftKings, but they are playing Tulsa, who got a win last night. So it is the 10 seed versus the two seed in the American tournament. Miami and Duke, four against one uh, here in the ACC. Miami with a uh, nice comeback yesterday over Boston College in overtime. Duke hangs on, gets away from Syracuse late yesterday. 
Duke lay nine at DraftKings, 148 and a half your total. And then TCU against Kansas. TCU upset Kansas yesterday, or Texas yesterday, rather. So it's the five versus one there. TCU's gotten a little bit of money, including some of mine. I believe at DraftKings right now, Kansas minus eight, 138 and a half going on. And then a couple games in progress. Michigan State, Wisconsin, an absolute rock fight early on in Indianapolis, 14 to 10 Spartans. And Creighton leading Providence, 25-22, about seven minutes left to go in the first half. You see that Conference USA first semi today? Speaking of a rock fight. Yes, 42 to, 42 to 36, by the way, was that final. Uh, Louisiana Tech uh, outs North Texas. North Texas was the one seed, by the way. Probably not going to get an at-large bid either, so it looks like the mean green are heading to the NIT. Remember, they made a run last year, upset Purdue in the first round. 42 to 36, right, in that first Conference USA game. The second game, the final score, uh, 102 to 98 in triple overtime. That was UAB over Middle Tennessee State. Don't remind and me. expect that to be on uh, on some uh, bad beats type segments next week, depending on your perspective, because well. UAB 189 with, I believe, like 20 or 20 seconds left. They get two technical fouls. Middle Tennessee State makes all four foul shots. UAB may uh, UAB makes two and then middle Tennessee gets fouled makes two middle Tennessee at the buzzer hits a three that gets inside the numbers. I think the opening number was minus four on UAB close seven, seven and a half, but also a terrible beat though. If you have the under, like I, I had the under West. Yeah. I, uh, I always say they don't call it under time. They call it overtime. It was 62 to 62, by the way, in regulation, oh, I know. the closing number was one thirty-seven and a half. So that's what happens. It's like, okay, is this going to be enough of like a crawl to the finish where I have enough of a buffer because you feel like if you have, and we did have enough of a buffer for one overtime. Yeah, absolutely. Cause it went 69, 69 after the end of the first overtime, but one Oh two to 98. So it'll be UAB and Louisiana tech for the marbles and conference USA tomorrow in Frisco, Texas. They don't call it under time. Just another Wessism. Another Wessism. Another Wessism. You know, I, 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 some old guy one time at the book said that, uh, who had had a few pops in him. So I, I don't know who that guy is, so I can't really attribute it to him. But they go, they don't call it under time. They call it overtime. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I was like, yeah, because I'm on the under. So I want to say like, yeah, screw you, dude. You have some, you have some college basketball plays tonight, sir. I do. Uh, I mentioned uh, uh, TCU. Uh, they're about to tip off with Kansas here. I took eight and a half. Also took a little first half there. I took Tulsa in the first half over SMU because SMU, it is now priced in and people have betted accordingly. It was probably already pre- priced in, at least from the tip off. I took Tulsa plus five and a half. SMU is a much better team. Tulsa 10 and 19 or 11 and 19 rather on the season but I think the pressure of some of these teams that like know they have to win because these kids like say that they don't pay attention they know they watch ESPN they watch all these networks they're on social media they know okay y'all we need to get a win here we're on the bubble so I think that pressure may get to them a little bit and then uh, Ohio against Kent State that is the second max semifinal I laid one with the Bobcats over a Kent State team by the way it has won 13 in a row Gil they were 9 and 9 I think in mid-January January and now they're 22 and nine and yet they're an underdog. Maybe it's that things that make you go hmm type of deal. And that led me to the Bobcats, by the way, the first semifinal in Maction in Cleveland, Ohio, 66, 62 Akron over Toledo, a little bit over a minute to go. Just to update you on that Weber state money line over Montana state. That is in the big sky semifinals, Richmond, another one plus two in the first half because VCU is another one of those teams that need to get a win or two to probably get some at-large consideration. And 
then a big old favorite, Purdue minus 10.5 against Penn State. Penn State's playing their third game in three nights. Micah Shrewsbury was a former assistant under Matt Painter on that Purdue staff. So they know each other very well. But I just think Purdue, they've been, like, so down lately. They really haven't gotten away from anybody. They didn't win the Big Ten outright in the regular season. They settled for the three seed in the Big Ten tournament. It kind of feels like a spot where they're due to run somebody out and maybe no better candidate than a team that's probably on dead legs with this third game in three nights. Let's uh, let's get some football in here before we continue with college basketball tonight, because the big football news, of course, is that uh, Deshaun Watson will not repeat, not face criminal charges. The grand jury did not find enough to charge him on any of the nine accusations. So the criminal case against Watson is now closed with no charges. Civil lawsuits against Watson, though, who has always denied wrongdoing, and those as well remain unresolved, and he still could face NFL discipline. But today's developments are a big step towards Watson returning to the field. Uh, That from Tom Pellicero. In a statement, by the way, on Deshaun Watson, NFL spokesperson Brian McCarthy said the league has uh, quote, been closely monitoring all developments in the matter, which remains under review of the personal conduct policy, unquote. So let me just sort of uh, cut through all of that and and sort of try to explain this uh, in in the most simple terms from a football standpoint. Criminal charges, done. And so that, by the way, does not mean that Deshaun Watson uh, is absolved of any NFL discipline. Right. So he could still be suspended. Let me just sort of go back to Ben Roethlisberger, go back to Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott, by the way, who I will always contend, and I'm a Washington fan, got the worst of it because there were affidavits that exonerated him. And Zeke, though, had the misfortune of coming after the NFL botched the whole Ray Rice and Josh Brown situations. So Zeke ended up with six games, too. So could Deshaun Watson still face NFL discipline? Absolutely when they were giving out six games to a guy like Zeke. Now, the other part of this, though, is that because the criminal charges are off the board now, that might be enough, despite the, the possibility of a suspension, that might be enough for Deshaun Watson to be traded at this point. Because NFL teams, West will look at that and say, well, good enough for me. Right. I don't care about a six-game potential suspension or whatever suspension might happen. I will trade for Deshaun Watson. So that's kind of where it stands now. So a big day for that. And let me break down the kind of the particulars of the contract here. This from uh, SpotRack on Twitter, S-P-O-T-R-A-C, which is a very valuable resource if you want to know what the contract terms of all these players are. So the new team, uh, whoever acquires Deshaun Watson's services, four years, $136 million deal. The Texans, in terms of like dead cap, if they can get a trade before June 1st, I believe they save $24.2 million. Mm. Yeah. After June 1st, it's 35 million dollar save and they only take a 5.4 million dollar hit so Deshaun Watson I think he has an out in his deal or the out is 2024 but this is four years of salary at 136 million dollars by and large that you're taking on now an NFL conduct suspension there was the caveat that he put in the tweet here will void guarantees so that is something also to keep in mind. But you got to think, okay, he's going to have plenty of candidates. There's plenty of teams that not only need a quarterback that don't have one. I'm looking at you, Indianapolis, or teams <laughs> that want to improve their quarterback situation, like the New Orleans Saints, the New York Giants. Uh, we've heard the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think the team that's gotten the most buzz, at least the initial media reaction to this, was the Seattle Seahawks, of course, who now have, I believe, some cap room and per- perhaps get a deal done. They trade 
traded one franchise quarterback away already this week, as you well know. Yeah, it's a, it, by the way, most people, conventional wisdom is that a deal will get done at the latest by the NFL draft, so so that draft picks from this year's draft could right. still be involved in yeah, it. Yeah, because that's why I was looking at that. I was like, well, they can maybe save a little bit of extra money if they wait till after June 1st, but I think, you know, the urgency probably is to get a deal done as yeah. soon as you can. I wouldn't be surprised, but it happens in the next couple of weeks, to be quite honest with you. But that's where it stands. Again, teams now with the criminal charges removed will probably step up to uh, – Get Deshaun Watson and trade those that are interested, even with the possibility of an NFL suspension still on the horizon. And I will just say this. You see a lot on Twitter of people sort of uh, going crazy on this. There is that group out there saying, oh, how can it be exonerated? Uh, just just to sort of give, you know, a little like grand jury 101 on this. Uh, he was exonerated. He was he was uh, uh, I'm sorry. What was it? What did I say? Kelly, did I say anything? No, no, you oh, know. Okay, I'm sorry. He was exonerated by 23 unbiased citizens mm-hmm. who only heard the prosecutor, the prosecutor's side, right, of the evidence, right. and did not even find probable cause, which is the lowest standard in the law mm-hmm. that he committed any crime. Um, so that's that. So. It's hard to really, I, I get it, people are, some people have a perspective where they're upset about the result of this, but that's, that's what it is. It's one side of the story, and they couldn't even find probable cause in that. So we'll see. The civil cases are still to come, and again, all the, the possible suspension by the NFL. But as far as this stage of the proceedings, it is donezo. And so let the trade talks begin. That is certainly on the horizon. There's now. going to be a lot of demand, you would think. Uh, yeah. There's about any any number of like ten teams that are either looking for a quarterback or looking to at least upgrade what they have. Should be great. Another another big offseason move to come. Coming up, that's for sure. We'll look at these uh, odds, by the way, for the NCAA tournament. Now that all this stuff is shaken out in the conference tournaments, we'll do that next. We'll do some NBA playoff seating. TPC. Indian Wells. It's all coming up. Visa's primetime action. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. 
Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts. That includes Wes Reynolds, Greg Hoops-Peterson, Matt Humans, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Tim Murray. They got insights on every key team, conference, and player to watch from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today to get the betting guide, plus full access to VEASAN through April 5th for only $19 at VEASAN.com. Slash Madness. Gil Alexander, Wes Reynolds in for Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin here on a Friday night. Lots to get to with college basketball. Kelly, you have some NBA bets as well. Yeah, I do have a few NBA bets tonight, actually. Uh, uh, more more than I usually do. I have three three games in action tonight. Uh, a couple 430 starts. Uh, Pistons, I'm taking a gross number. Wes, what do you call this? The uh, the squeeze your nose and look the other way or plug yeah, your nose and look yeah, the other way game? Exactly. Uh, sometimes you go where the stink is, as I like to say. And uh, Look, Detroit actually did beat Boston, if you remember the game before the All-Star break. I think when I was in here with Matt Brown, they, they pulled the upset. I think they were getting like 12 and a half that night. Now getting 14 and a half and that's kind of curious because I know the Celtics have been kind of the upstart here in the playoff chase but Detroit has been competing they, like, have been. they haven't totally mailed it in for a team that is obviously well out of the playoffs and well up there in the lottery yeah six and six in their past 12 and climbing up in that net rating so uh, yes Boston is, is as hot as it gets right now but that 14 and a half felt like a lot I did split my bet between first half and full game because the Pistons do have some of their uh, backup guys that mm-hmm. will be out tonight um, so I wanted to take that bigger number in the first half hopefully that gets there before they get maybe some tired legs, so this game really gets opened up by the Celtics. So split between the first half and full game there. And then I took the Clippers plus seven and a half at Atlanta tonight. Uh, this Clippers team, same kind of same kind of thing. This is a team that keeps battling along. I think if they, when they get Paul George back, and you know if somehow Kawhi gets back, this team's going to be quite dangerous because a lot of these younger guys have gotten all this playing time and have gotten better and better and better. Um, and they've been playing good basketball recently. So going into Atlanta. Catching seven and a half, like that bet tonight. Um, and then one of my bigger bets of the week, although this backfired on me on Tuesday night with Miami Heat. Hornets laying two on the road at the Pelicans. I don't understand this line at all. The Pelicans are going to be without C.J. McCollum mm-hmm. and Brandon Ingram. I do not know where the scoring is going to come from from that team. I'm expecting it's going to be a lot of Valanchunas play, being played through the post. Uh, but this is this is strictly a number play. I do not understand how, it, how the Hornets are laying more than this. They have not been playing their best basketball over the past 
past month, month and a half, but a lot of it's just open shots that aren't falling. So uh, Hornets all laid, Hornets all laid two points all day long with that tonight. Kelly on that on that Clippers Hawks, and you're taking the seven and a half with the Clippers. The Hawks were kind of one of those teams that like we're waiting for. Like, okay, you guys going to make a run here? The schedule was a little bit easier in this uh, back like twenty some games of the season, I guess. Maybe they're just not very good. Yeah, they're, uh, I mean, they, you know, they've got rid of some guys. This is a different team than they were last year, that's for sure. But, I mean, past 25, 25 games, both these teams are 14 and 11. Atlanta just two points better in net rating. So I'll take seven and a half on the road all day. Got a couple tennis picks tonight. One has already started, though. Sorry about that, guys. We had college basketball tips to get to. Uh, but the first is on the men's side, the second is on the ladies' side. By the way, the primetime action picks yesterday went two and two. They washed, by the way, two and three when you include the uh, numbers game pick from the morning. So, in, in, and, and the, the, the difference of a winning day and a lose a unit day was that we had a pick, and this is what made me leave, made me leave that Big West game at halftime. I was so upset. Is that uh, Noria Parisas Diaz was up five to one in the third and deciding Ugh. set, up two breaks and squandered it. Now, here's the difference. That happens once in a blue moon in tennis. It happens 25 times a night in college basketball. Yeah. I uh, I rarely notice these things. But, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not often watching a lot of your tennis matches, Gil, as you know. But I was putting what? together the rundown How for today. How dare you? I know, right? And yeah. I'm looking at all the different tennis odds. I'm like, oh. And I see one in progress. I'm like, Gil's looking good in this one. I know I know he's on uh, her right now. Uh, yeah, this is looking good. And then I check back like an hour later. I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. boy. So here are the two tonight. Um, again. One on the men's side, one on the ladies side. The men's side has started. Holger Vitus Notskov Rune. What a name. Holger Rune is really what you might know him as. I got him at plus 103. He drifted into minus money. He's up a break on Ugo Umber in the first set already. So looking good early anyway. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, and then later, the up-and-comer, a 19-year-old Chinese young lady by the name of Kinwen Zheng. I got her at plus 103. She is now minus 120. Uh, don't play her any higher than minus 115. But if uh, if she drifts back down, uh, that's against Angelique Kerber, not Abjelique Kerber. <laughs> Thought I missed that, didn't you, Kelly? Think I wouldn't say it out loud, didn't you? No, but you? clearly I missed it. Uh, Ker- so Kerber, baby. Abby Kerber is her little sister. I hear she's real good. You better watch out, Gil. That's my handicap. So Kinwen Zhang, if you want some action later on the ladies' side. Maybe. Kerber, baby, as uh, Brad Gilbert uh, calls her. He's yes. got like a nickname for like every player on the tour. I suppose we're contractually obligated to show you this once a night. Here are the NCAA odds to win it all. We'll get into some of the action that happened today momentarily. But Gonzaga, no surprise, still the short shot. West plus 350. Arizona plus 650. And it's looking like Gonzaga and Arizona, assuming Arizona doesn't get upset by Colorado today, they're going to be number one seeds Mm -hmm. in this tournament. But Baylor and Auburn in the Big 12 last night to Oklahoma, Auburn today to Texas A&M, they both go down early in the respective conference tournaments. Would you say, and I know this has nothing to do with this particular market, but would you say that if Kansas wins the Big 12 tournament and, say, Kentucky wins the SEC, that Baylor and Auburn might not be number one seeds anymore? I don't think that they're going to be number one seeds. And uh, all eyes now turn to Lexington, Kentucky. By the way, Kentucky is going to go ahead and play uh, Vanderbilt tonight in the SEC quarterfinals. So, look, Kentucky's right there. Duke could be right there, but Miami's got other ideas right yeah, now. Twenty to twelve here, eleven fifty three to go in the first half. Duke, Duke, Duke. If you watch them play defense, they just do not guard off the dribble very well at all. So, 
just uh, just stunning to kind of watch that they really just can't get stops here. So Miami currently up 20 to 14. So Duke's in that line. I got to think Kansas probably is now going to be a number one seed. By the way, they're up 21 to 12 on TCU. Somebody, one of those teams from the Big 12 is going to be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. That's the best conference in America. You got to think it's going to be Kansas. I don't think if Texas Tech even wins this tournament and they get Oklahoma in the nightcap here in the Big 12 tournament, I don't know if Texas Tech has enough to jump from that two line perhaps to that one line. Feels like Gonzaga, Arizona, a Big 12 team and an SEC team. That's yeah. what that's what it feels like to me. Anyway, here here's the here are the uh, here's the market to win it all. Gonzaga plus three fifty. Sorry, I went aside, on a side there. Arizona plus six fifty. Kentucky, the aforementioned Wildcats, seven to one. Baylor and Duke, twelve to one, twelve to one. Kansas, Auburn, Purdue, all at fourteen to one. Everybody else twenty to one or longer. Starting with Texas Tech. How many futures do you have? Like how many outrights? Do you I have only all? I only have four right now. I have uh, Purdue from like the day after the NCAA tournament final last year. Mm-hmm. I have Kentucky at sixteen to one. I have Texas Tech in in the thirty ish to one range, and I believe. Uh, God, what's my what's my fourth? It's been like so long. I didn't really go heavy on futures this year, but I believe Man, that, I do have Villanova kind of where the number is right that now. That Purdue okay. one you've been hanging you've been hanging on to for like eleven months? I've had Purdue, yes, absolutely. I have had Purdue since that time and I've been disappointed. So now I'm like kind of worried, to be honest with you. But we'll see. Purdue is uh, playing Penn State tonight. Purdue's offense is tremendous. But the problem is they can't guard a lamppost. And that's what you worry about with them as they get deeper in the tournament in terms of, uh, you know, advancing and whatnot. So uh, let me give you actually an interesting little nugget here, Gil. You mentioned about Baylor losing today Mm -hmm. and also Auburn losing today. Uh, No team since 1985, by the way, has ever won the NCAA tournament, has ever won the national championship without at least making the semifinals of its conference tournament. Villanova, 1985. Yes. Yeah, over Georgetown. What did Villanova shoot? About 90% in the second half against poor John Thompson? They they shot for the game. They shot something like 78 or 79% for the game and won by two. Yeah, when they had Ed Pinckney and uh, Harold Jensen and Wayne McLean and uh, Roley Massimino, who at one time was the coach here at UNLV. I remember reading an article about it. Worst nights of my childhood. Yes. Keep, Keep drilling it in, Wes. Who else played on that team? Well, I remember uh, Roley Massimino when he coached here at UNLV, and there was a local Italian restaurant owner here. <laughs> Why did I ask? Who did not like him. I believe his name was uh, Mr. Glassman, who owned Piero's. Yeah. And goes, nobody likes Massimino. The guy's a bum. The guy's a loser. Nobody <laughs> likes him. Not even the Italians. We had Roley, who used to coach at North before his passing, coached at Northwood University down at West Palm Beach. I got to spend a lot of time around the man, Gil. He had an Italian restaurant down there that loved him. I'll tell you that much. Sure he did. Sure he did. So, Wes, um, today and yesterday, there are a lot of teams on the bubble that are getting a little little scared here because Oklahoma – of course, won that game against yes. uh, Baylor last night. We'll see if we'll see what the Sooners do moving forward uh, in the Big 12 tournament. And then today, that Auburn upset at the hands of Texas A&M. A&M is scaring some people on the bubble. 
Yeah, they're still not in yet, depending on what bracketologist. I know uh, Mr. Lenardi said, still not in yet. So if you look, he basically says that there's two spots available in like seven teams for him. And I tend to think he's pretty accurate on these things on a year-to-year basis. So Xavier, Wake Forest going to be sweating. My Indiana Hoosiers going to be sweating a little bit oh, less. I think though. your Hoosiers are in. I, th- I think we're at they're least in. going to Dayton. But SMU in action right now. The Dayton Flyers, Virginia Tech. They play at North Carolina, Oklahoma, Texas A&M. MVCU got to do a little bit more to get in that field of 68. Uh, thanks for bringing me back to March of 1985. I think it was early April. You get the idea. We'll come back. NBA playoff seating props next. Peace primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next college basketball bet, be sure to visit Visa.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits, yet another way that Visa is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VSIN.com. Gil, Wes, and Kelly, uh, there's some things that just stick in your head because they... Uh, are wonderful moments in life where they traumatize you. So I was pretty dead on on Villanova's uh, shooting percentage that night in 1985. 78.6% against Georgetown, and they won by two. You were, you were looking to go back-to-back <laughs> with the Hoyas, man, because, yeah, man. of course, they did win in 1984 over uh, five Slamma Jamma, who lost two years in a row in the uh, final. By the way, speaking of college basketball, a couple games at over in uh, halftime right now. Creighton up on Providence, 42-27. Providence did win the Big East this year in the regular season. Uh, Creighton probably already solidified their bid, but to do this without their point guard, Ryan Nemhard, who they've been out with uh, for a few games, so they're up 15 at half. Providence for the second half, minus 571 the total. And then an absolute crawl, if you want to call it a rock fight, it very much is in Indianapolis. Michigan State 24 to 22 on Wisconsin. Wisconsin minus two for the second half, 71 and a half your total. After that Louisiana Tech game today, nothing else is a rock Yeah, I think they're like going to eclipse uh, 42 yeah, to 36, I, I believe. Think so. I think that game, you know, first to 50 at least is going to win that one. You know what we, used to, what we used to say when Georgetown beat Houston in 84? Five slam a jamma? Ain't worth a damma. That's what we used to say. <laughs> Let's go to the NBA seating because uh, these are bettable props over at DraftKings. Uh, these are very cool. Because you can, and we tried this once before, so Kelly, let's get all the wording correctly here. <laughs> so, under... You know what I say it every time, man. <laughs> under means better, better, in other words. Yes. Over means worse. So, in That's other words, right. the heat set at one and a half, a seed of one and a half. To go under, simply under the number one, right? The only thing they can go under on is to be the number one seed. Right Correct. now, coming into tonight, they have a two-game lead in the Eastern Conference. And they're minus 400, now, if we go to schedules, remaining strength of schedules, let's probably start there. Miami's remaining schedule, well, to be quite honest with you, one of the easier ones left in the entire basketball sphere in the NBA. Only a 483 opposing combined win percentage for the Heat. That is, uh, only five teams have an easier road the rest of the way than the Miami Heat. That is why them still maintaining that number one seat is such a heavy favorite. Here's where it gets interesting. Sixers, two and a half, and remember... What we talked about last night or this morning, talked about the fact that after that drubbing last night at the hands of the Nets, might the Sixers, the final weekend of the season, 
They can't do it any sooner because the teams are too clumped up, right? They can't get too frisky with this. But might they, the last week of the season, decide to themselves, you know what, uh, if we can avoid this number two three. seed and get to three so we don't have to play the Nets, now that would make them a road team in a 2-3 game, right, with, say, the Bucks or whoever would be two, but that's, you know, further down the road. Mm-hmm. But these are the so, – so the Sixers under two and a half, that's almost a coin flip. Do they end up with a second seed? Do they end up with a third seed? Because of that, I can't possibly bet under on them. I really can't. Bucks, okay, so, yeah, so go ahead. just real quick, because I think you brought up a good point there, Gil. Do you think it's more valuable if you're a team like the Bucks or the Sixers, right? Let's 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 say they finish two, three, and somewhere. Mm-hmm. More valuable to think of having home court in that matchup, or more valuable to avoid the Nets. Well, this and is, again, you'd be it'd be a gamble that this, the Nets even fall in the spot that you'd play them. Right. So. It's possible, right, so remember how the play-in works. There's a lot of moving parts. That's what makes this so interesting. It is. It is. It's fascinating. Seven plays eight for regular season ends. You have six playoff seeds. But then seven, the team that finishes in seventh, plays the team that finishes in eighth. The winner of that becomes the seventh seed and will play the number two seed first round. The nine teams play the play the, the nine team plays the ten team. The winner of that will then play the loser of the seven-eight, and the winner of that game will become the eighth seed who will play the number one seed. So with the Nets, eh, they're, they're either going to be the 7 or 8 seed. Let's assume they're not going to get knocked out of the play-in situation. They could lose that play-in game and end up playing the Heat, but chances are the Nets are going to win once or twice. Right. Right? They're, they're not going to – chances are they will be the 7. I just – yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how teams approach this. The last, I, I don't. We talked about this last night. I don't think you can start thinking about it before the last week. Last weekend, because, we, probably even that. Because the Sixers, Bulls, and Celtics are too close. I mean, the uh, sorry, Bucks, Bulls, and Celtics, and even the Cavaliers are too close to you. Yeah, you got. I mean, it is three games that separate the Bucks at two and the Cavs at six right now. Where I thought you were going with your question, Kelly, which makes it even more three dimensional. Chess is. What if the Kyrie rules still don't change? Yeah. And he can only play road games. Then it's like, well, maybe we do take our chances against the Nets. You know what? And I'm also glad you brought that up because how long have we been hearing for we've been hearing for months now. This is going to change at some point. This is going to change at some point. This could change. It still hasn't. So you cannot mm-hmm. count on you it. You can't going count on it. To. There's only 15 games left in the regular season. We have about a month left. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. That's the best you can say. It's it's a, it's a good point. So anyway, these are these are all the Eastern Conference seeds. West, do you see a bet up on the screen? By the way, we do that. We did the Heat, Sixers, Bucks, and Bulls. Or DraftKings did one and a half, two and a half, three and a half, four and a half, and then it goes to the teams that'll either make the play in or not. Hornets right. and Knicks set at ten and a half. Right. And and when you're looking at this too, one thing to keep in mind is that Chicago and Milwaukee number two and number three, respectively, in terms of the hardest schedules remaining. And I believe, uh, what, Milwaukee's three, Chicago, or Milwaukee is two currently, Chicago is four. So keep that in mind, I think, if you're looking a little bit at the Philadelphia 76ers, because they're kind of middle of the pack. I think 495, you said, was their schedule strength. And these guys, uh, Milwaukee and Chicago, are all above, like, uh, 550 in terms of schedule strength. So, yeah, I could only look under, really, with Philadelphia. The Western Conference is just as is so, just as tough. That's right. And real quick before we move on, I'm, yeah. with, I'm with West because I do think there's going to be those mind games 
games with the teams in the last weekend or something, mm-hmm. Gil, to avoid that. I, I just have a feeling Philadelphia is going to work their way into that two seed here before, but kind of before we get to that well, point. And one of the things, too, with the Bucks, and maybe it's because they've won the championship and they're the defending NBA champions where it's like, you know what, fellas, let's save ourselves yeah. for the playoffs. We don't need to fret. You know, yeah. we know we got to go through somebody tough mm-hmm. because we've been here before. So if we're the two or the three, it really doesn't matter where we are because we've at least got home court for the first round. So maybe Milwaukee kind of elects to say discretion is the better part of valor and kind of, uh, I don't want to say wave the white flag, but say, you know what? Okay. Have at that number two seed. Well, you could sit Giannis more. I'm totally with you on that. As far as betting any of these goes, I think if I had to make one, it would actually be under on the bulls. Cause I I don't, I still don't think they're going to fall past the four seed. I think you you say under on the bulls. Yeah. So that they're going to at least be number four. I think they're still going to be around that four seed. I I just don't see. I would have gone the other way on that because I'll tell you why second hardest remaining schedule in the NBA. Yeah. 553 combined winning percentage in their final 16 games. And what's the team below them? The Celtics. It's the Celtics. I just don't, I I just don't know if I, I can't believe the Celtics are going to keep up this pace of what they've been doing throughout the, throughout the rest of the race. By the way, if uh, 526 in terms of the schedule strength, and they only have 15 games remaining. I think that's the sixth toughest schedule in all the league. The other one I was just going to bring up quick, Gil, is I would actually, I mean, at that number, the one, the one, I don't know that I would bet it, but that would, that's one of my favorites on there is the bulls. The one I think I'd bet actually is the heat over the one and a half just for, I mean, that's a huge number. It is a huge number. A two game difference. And I mean, it's just that they're, they're, like we were, like Wes right. and I were saying, their schedule is so much easier than all the others. All the other teams are like have really tough schedules. They have a really easy schedule the rest of the way. I, I will say this though: these are great props to put up they because are. you could talk these through for an hour. Let's go to the West for a second. This is equally sort of what do you do with this? Obviously, the Suns are going to get the number one seed. Grizzlies and Warriors, where do they end up? It's really jockeying for the number two position. And and what do you do with the three? Do you end up having to play the replenished Nuggets in a 3-6? You know, is that what's going to happen in the West? The Nuggets, but you can't even say that because the Nuggets are only a half game behind the Mavericks. So you mm-hmm. don't know right now. Mavericks, yeah, the by one, the way. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Kelly. Well, I was just saying, the one thing I know is I don't want to play either one of those teams right now. They're, I mean, those no. are two of the hottest teams in basketball. Either you got to pick your poison. You want to deal with Jokic or Doncic, right? right? I mean, that is that, that, that is terrible. I Most of these are too impossible to bet Yeah. at this point. They're tough. I like the, yeah. I like the, I like the Warriors under, though. I, I, kinda, I If I had to bet one, that was the one I would bet. I do think they're going to end up in that two seed. I, I don't I think they're going to avoid three. Draymond's back next week. Draymond's back next week. And yeah. do you think what we saw better. out of this Warrior team last night is really the true Warriors, not the team that's kind of been struggling and scuffling a little bit of late? All right. I think those are great. Good on uh, DraftKings. I hope they put them. Here's the thing that I hope for about this. It's so one thing to do this in you know early to mid-March when there's still a month runway. I hope they leave this up, say, two weeks before the end of the regular season. Right, yeah. at, like right give, after give us the a final shorter four. runway. Yeah, yeah, because right now it's impossible. Really, uh, the other one to throw out. What is it? Under under four and a half on the Mavericks at plus three thirty. They're only a game and a half behind the Jazz. And they have one of the easiest schedules remaining, I believe, uh, 27th out of 30 teams in terms of easy schedule, 476 ratings. So they got games with the Rockets and the Pistons, some games you would think that they should win fairly I I think, Gil, if I was betting any of these, I would roll the dice on bigger plus money figures. That's a good point. I think bull's over for me, but I totally – I think your strategy is probably a better one. Just take a shot. 
Rune won the first set. He's trying to win a second one and get this home. Matt Cox, College Hoops, next from Three Man Weave. Beeson's Primetime Action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug needed. Right, let's go. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. <laughs> you can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Oh, oh, oh. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Went, And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make predictions to win cold, hard cash, then cold chill. Play free during college basketball's biggest tournament with the March Hoops Challenge presented by Coors Light. Join 10 free to play pools for your shot at a share of $4,000 in daily cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Coors Light March Hoops now to join the action. Coors Light, perfect shot of refreshment, 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Skill Alexander, Wes Reynolds in for Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin in the house. Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk some college basketball from Three Man Weave. I believe I've seen this guy's face maybe 25 times in the last three weeks. But, oh, let's go for 26. What are you doing, Matt? Let's make it 30. It's Matt Let's Cox 30, from Three Man Weave. How are we oh, doing, man? Hey, man, it's your time of year. Let me let me just, just you and me talking here. Nobody else is yes, listening. Sir. It's just me and you, man. Okay. Of course. So uh, we love college basketball, right? We love betting, yeah. right? Yeah. We don't always love it. It's, well, he, it's a lover. It's he, like a toxic I was going to say, what it is. you know where I'm going with this. 
this yeah. is Michigan betting on this sport, isn't it? Like today, so again, I had the under, had the under on that UAB game, and okay, perfect, perfect, you know, it survives one overtime, but no, it can't survive two. It's not how this works, Matt. Very upsetting. One hundred two ninety eight. Middle Tennessee makes they make every free throw except the one we needed them to make uh, in the first overtime to secure the under. So that's how it goes. Brutality. It's part of the game. How is your, how's yeah. the rest of your day going? Good. Uh, well, I actually had UAB too. So can you call that a bad beat? No. We Twelve. So West and, and a double have... technical, and then the three, and then the buzzer. At the Maybe three. I mean, I know the it's proper terminology is tough beat. Yeah. Because okay, it fine. is I'll absolutely accept. tough because I'm, I know Maddie, who follows this all year long, as I do too, Middle Tennessee has been very fortunate in a lot of games all season mm-hmm. long, Gil. Because yeah. like somebody said, how can you say it's lucky to me on Twitter? I was like, are you new around here? Have you not been watching this team <laughs> the entire season? Like they win every yeah. close game, much like Providence, except uh, that's not coming to fruition tonight. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, UAB was up 100 to 89, as I was saying, Gil. And then mm-hmm. there's a technical, I believe there's a taunting then there's another technical middle Tennessee makes all four foul shots UAB does I believe get it back to seven where middle Tennessee has like five seconds left so it's like UAB is not going to foul they're not going to guard middle Tennessee hits a wide open three game lens four so pure just nothing but net never a doubt let's start with this before we get because I know you have a pick tonight here which we want to get to but uh, Baylor loses last night to Oklahoma we were here for that today Auburn uh, pretty, pretty convincing win, by the way, by uh, Texas A&M in that game. Yeah. And so we just talked about Baylor and Auburn. We were talking about them probably, you know, if, hey, certainly if, if uh, you know, if Kentucky wins the SEC tournament and if Kansas wins the Big 12, Baylor and Auburn probably off the number one line. But do you, I mean, look, it's, a, it's early conference tournament losses. Does it give you any concern for those two clubs or are you just like, well, you know, they just had a bad day at the office? No, I do have concerns with both. Um, you look at the historical data. I think my colleague Jim Root cited this from Dan Warlock. Um, it, it's highly unprecedented for teams that have won the national title to get bounced um, early in the conference tournaments. Now, there's some people can make the case that those who win the conference tournament are a little bit more gassed, and there's actually some benefit to losing in like the semis. All that said, I just look at both these teams separately. Baylor's shot selection is starting to concern me a little bit. And Auburn's guards are highly erratic. And so I think for those reasons, I'm starting to trust them less than maybe I did a week or two ago. And uh, speaking of a team, maybe that's kind of hard to trust. I don't know if they could quite get on that one line, guys. Probably a two here, depending on what Kansas and Kentucky do. But about the Duke Blue Devils, they they have uh, not been guarding at all. And right now, 36-34, I believe, six seconds left to go in the first half. Maddie, uh, this team's obviously very, very talented. And obviously they're going to be motivated and you think they're going to get a favorable draw. They're somehow going to be in that Chicago second weekend regional semifinal slash final because of obviously Coach K Swanson. How far do you think this team really can go? Gone back and forth on Duke. I've been oscillating all season with them. My buddy texted me before this Miami game and he watches every Duke game. Diehard fan. He's like, I'm putting my mortgage on the Canes tonight, plus nine. Like, I, I know this coaching staff will make zero adjustments to the continuous defensive lapses they have. And Coach Larinaga just continues to roast Duke with all of their poor ball screen coverage. Um, and I think this is a lot like the Zion team where the talent is just immaculate, but they're not going to make adjustments to schematic wrinkles that they'll see along the way. And I think they're really at risk of getting beat before uh, the second weekend, third weekend even is getting dicey. Their best is as good as any, their a games is as good as anyone's a game, but we see the C game show up far too often. 
All right, you do have one play later tonight. What is that? Looking at New Mexico State, it's kind of a stale line at two and a half now, but I I think it should be closer to to four or five even. I just think this Aggies team is the perennial preseason favorite, playing closer to where we expect them to in the preseason. Just not a big believer in this Grand Canyon team. Um, and this teams in the semifinals with these double buys have a pretty big edge in these opening games. So I like the Aggies here to cover two and a half there at the Orleans in your eyes and neck of the woods. Kelly. Ben Wilson on the call. Whack. Oh, Ben Wilson. He is on the call for this first game tonight, by the way. Mm Mm-hmm. So, is it uh, worth a point then? Can I get him to, to, (laughs) you know, some slanderous comments toward, uh, toward GCU there? I'd appreciate it. We, we, we want, we want biased analysis here, Ben Wilson. Absolutely. You go ahead and do that. That's the kind that wins. That's the kind that wins. And speaking of uh, conference tournaments here in Las Vegas, of course, Maddie mentioned the WAC tournament over at the Orleans arena. So uh, we do have another one here, of course, at the T-Mobile arena, and that's the PAC 12, little bit of breaking news. Uh, Kirk Creesa for Arizona, kind of their, uh, their spark plug, their three point shooter. One of their team leaders did arrive into the arena in a walking boot and on crutches is obviously not mm-hmm. likely to go. I don't think that they put that out there, but I don't think he's going to play if he's arriving that way. Why, but b- Why bother? Yeah. yeah. Arizona yeah. lane 10, no to Colorado, Maddie. And I know Tad Boyle had some comments last night, like, Hey, why don't we get any recognition? You know, why aren't we, we're a fourth place team in a power six conference and we don't get any recognition. I don't know. Really. They don't really have that many quad one wins, but in this kind of scenario where you get an injured player, like Kirk crease out and Arizona is still lane 10, it's pretty pretty much been there all day. Do you think, okay, rally around the family time? And you, would you want to lay the 10 here with Arizona over Colorado? If Chris is in there, I would be tempted to, um, but he is very, he's like their spark, right? Anyone that's seen Arizona play knows what he brings. Um, just the energy he, he provides, but also his shooting and playmaking at the point, how he runs the break. Uh, but anyone in the Pac-12, Mr. Tad Boyle making comments about being the fourth best team in a power conference, the ACC and Pac-12 hardly qualify right. this year. So so I, I like those comments to be uh, reconsidered, I suppose. The thing with Colorado, they just match up very well with Arizona because they have such a long and deep front line, so they can sort of negate the area where Zona just puts people away so quickly. And that's why I think you saw them play well in the mountain in that last meeting. I think they actually can give Arizona some fits, so I'm not touching this one. UConn-Villanova tonight, Big East, maybe the marquee matchup of the day, uh, betting aside, just from a uh, fan standpoint. No play on this. How did you see it, though? Uh, looking to see what Connecticut brings tonight. I think the Huskies are a sneaky dark horse. They're somewhat flying under the radar. I know their offense can get a little bit ugly sometimes, but their physicality is just overwhelming, and I think they actually get Villanova tonight. I'd be on uh, UConn if I can find three out there, but I think it's mostly two and a half at most shops. Maddie's starting to see some threes out there on North Carolina. They're getting Virginia Tech, and depending on what bracketologist you read, Virginia Tech kind of let that neck that last four out right now. They've won two games, uh, rallied actually the last two days. Now they get North Carolina tonight. Do you like the Hokies in this spot, or do you think that they wear down three games and three nights? Yeah, worried about the three games and three nights, and also worried about what I saw from North Carolina. I'm just kind of zooming out to the last few weeks. I think people need to realize how good this team's been. A um, couple of lapses within there, but I, we're starting to see the version we thought preseason, and that talent certainly justifies how well they're playing right now. I think the question was always Hubert Davis. 
Um, I'm not all the way sold on him yet, but there, there seems to have been a light bulb that's flickered on. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of believer in it, and I'm not looking to get in the way of that steam. Yeah, and Carolina was kind of in, if you want to call it like a fat and happy spot, obviously spoiling Coach yes. K's party in his last it's game in Durham. Great. And yep. then you get Virginia, who is like, oh, that's like pulling teeth. That's the worst. That's a team you don't want to play off a big win like that, and they absolutely swallowed them whole last night. Yep, exactly. So, I mean, that, that's right there. I think that was the game that convinced me. Matt, we only have uh, 45 seconds. We've had giant killers talks for March Madness next week. Yeah. Uh, you liked Towson. They're not getting there. You like North Texas. They're not getting there. Who do you like best now? Who's Who's got the goods? I mean, I think I've said Nuga a few Nuga. times, and I was, bummed to, yeah, see, uh, I was bummed to see Furman not get there. Just a heartbreaking loss for my guy. Uh, my guy, Bob Ritchie, but yeah, I'm Nuga doesn't have the same DNA prototypes that we talk about, but I think they're a team that can give a giant, um, some real issues. They have some power conference talent. Silvio D'Souza, the, uh, Kansas Renaissance resurrection story. It's a, it's a great one to follow there. Their guards are elite shot makers. Great coach Lamont Paris. I think the mocks are going to be a tough, tough out for the, uh, whatever three or four seed season first round. Yeah. When last we saw Chattanooga, of course, uh, David John Baptiste with the fade right. to the left against the body 30 footer, nothing but net to send the bananas in to the big dance. Matt appreciate it as always. Enjoy the rest of the night. Good luck on your bet, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. Matt Cox, everybody at three MW underscore CBB. It's right about Carolina. Carolina sort of, you know, sneaking under the radar right. for some teams. Right, because there was a little bit of doubt on them a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Absolutely no doubt heading into the tournament now. Not after last Saturday. Nobody's not sneaking up on anybody now. We'll come back. We'll update all the scores. And we'll take a look at the TPC. First round still not done. It's next. Beeson's Prime Time Action. <laughs> 